This is WFO Radio. And begin our post-race media availabilities. We are now joined by our race-winning crew chief, Rudy Fugel. Rudy, congratulations. You guys started the race strong, finished with a win. Can you talk to us a little bit about your race? Yeah, no, um, you know, William did a great restart, you know, and got the lead, I think, after lap one. And um, we set sail and did well. Um, ended up getting beat off pit road. You know, pit stall one had a lot to do with that. You know, five qualifying on the pole was, was big for them. Um, we were just outmatched a little bit on pit road to the first couple, never could get it back. So um, from there, we, we kind of, we were tighter in traffic, tried to work on it to make it freer and got way too free in stage three. So um, we, we got adjustment in on the green flag pit stop and we were, we were okay again, just uh, too far behind. So, um, but uh, two weeks in a row, we get that caution and, and pit crew did a good job getting us uh, out on the front row and, and William did an awesome job. You know, got a second chance at it, you know, second chance at a restart and uh, did an amazing job and we won the race. Awesome. We'll go ahead and open it for questions. We'll start right over here and then come down to Wolfgang. John the Field, the racing experts, ESPN Radio, Albuquerque. You know, again, it was you and the five out in front today. Without giving out too much, uh, what do you think you guys have hit on that have allowed you to have success? Yeah, just a little bit of everything. You know, specifically, you know, 24 team is focused in the simulation program all off season. Uh, we've we worked really hard, especially on Las Vegas and uh, in Phoenix because they're super important in the playoffs. Um, so when we had we had fresh information, you know, so we ran out Vegas with four to go, and, and Phoenix obviously the last race of the year. You re-race them early in the year, so it makes sense to work on those. Those were. Um, most of our focus to start with, and then hope to take notes from these two races to, to uh, you know, propel ourselves to the first third half of the year. And we're also joined by Hendrick Motorsports Vice Chairman Jeff Gordon. So if you have any questions for him, please feel free to ask as well. well first, let me just say how proud I am of this guy and this team. Uh, nobody works harder. I mean, all these guys work hard, but I. I over the off season, I came into the office one day. It was like right. Was it right after Christmas? Yeah, it was the day after. Day after Christmas, I was over at the office, and this guy was there all by himself. So I'm, I'm so proud of these guys and the effort they're putting in and seeing the results. Sorry, go ahead. Awesome. Go to Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfgang Monzer from Germany, Rennsport Press. Uh, two questions. One for Jeff. You're from Germany. All these years. I no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we saw all day that oh, during the race that Kyle had a very dominant car. Unfortunately, he couldn't win. So I suppose, like in other motorsport categories, with your crew chief colleagues, you share information, technical information. My question is, how identical are the Hendrick cars among the different drivers? Uh, yeah, if you get down to the nitty gritty, you know, the last 15, 20% of everything, they're a little bit different, you know? So, but, you know, the main whole, we work, we work together really well. I mean, Cliff and I were, were chatting about what strategy we were going to do. You know, we, we opened in the chat multiple times if we were going to take four or two, how we were going to do it. So even racing each other against the win, uh, fully working together, um, you know, so uh, we, we, we work together great, all four crew chiefs, all four teams. So, um, but yeah, we, and then we prepare the cars as, you know, we look at each other's cars all week long and make adjustments and then each driver is a little different. So the last 15, 20% is probably so a little bit So in principle, if one Hendrick driver is struggling, you take over 
setup of another driver? You can do this for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, we we're able to put most all that stuff in the car. You know, we we made a lot of changes their direction after Friday's practice for sure. Saturday morning came in and changed uh, geometry and and some other things to uh, to chase the five because they were a little bit better than us. So yes. And one question for you, Jeff. Knowing your new position with Hendrick Motorsport, you still have time to do some races from time to time. <laughs> uh, if I do, please stop me, because uh, uh, I like to drive. I love to get out there and, and run laps, but I know I can't be as competitive as what I used to be, so I prefer not to race. But uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying this challenge, working with these guys, our marketing and PR group, and uh, obviously Rick's been an incredible mentor to me over the years. So on the business side, uh, you know, working with NASCAR and tracks and um, you know, others in the industry is, uh, is something I'm, I'm dedicating most of my time to these days. And I also have two kids and so, you know, family stuff too. But, uh, I, I, I did do a race last year. That was, that was fun. And I did. And it reminded me why I shouldn't be out there racing. <laughs> Took all the fun right out of it. As soon as I was two seconds off the pace. We're going to go here in the back and then up to Bob. Uh, yeah. David Hernandez from Veravision Deportes. Uh, quick question. So you touched on the two-wheel strategy as opposed to the four-wheel strategy. And was this strategy talked about before the race, or was there any at any point during that last yell that, that you were saying, hey, we might call an audible and do four four wheels, or? Yeah, no, I mean, as soon as the caution came out, we were we were chatting. You know, we have a live chat, and we were we were talking about what we were going to do. So um, that was having that openness, um, you know, racing for a win and, uh, as teammates is, is huge and vital. We, we, uh, we, we both, I think, this week I may have – swung cliff one way and last week he may have swung me a different way at different times so um it's great great teamship team teamwork and and this was also a conversation that you were having actively with william too did he have an input on it or was it just off of you um yeah no uh we kind of tell him that you know what, what the code word we think we're going to use for there and make sure that he's not totally against it but um we see a whole lot more of the race than he does you know and we have a whole lot more of the history you know so um yeah we're going to go to Bob and Cameron and Lee and John. I'm Bob Parker's Fox Sports for Jeff and Rudy, if you want to take as well. So you have a little bit of the drama on Friday with them taking the pieces. So do you consider like winning a race on a weekend where you have maybe a little bit of distraction, a, a, more of an accomplishment, or it's just that totally kind of separate and not really in your head at all? You're looking at me, Bob. He won the race. Uh, I'll let him answer it first. Yeah, I mean, we, we have to it, – it's a, a test in mental strength, and that's just what it takes to, to be really good in the series. So we have to, you know, think about what the task is, you know, and we have to focus on this weekend. So that's that's what we all did. Yeah, I'd just say, you know, I was proud of these guys to go – I mean, this, this – this, organization has a lot of depth they've been through a lot of different experiences over the years and and you know to lean on those in in the um you know in different positions or or leadership or crew chiefs that have been around so much you know whether you're a young guy in this in, in on a team or or somebody's been around it's nice to know you can lean on one another through through you know times like that but i'm uh, i'm probably most proud of these guys went through that and then they went out there and you know we had the pole third, you know, the other two guys, you know, were fast. They just slipped up a little bit, but all four cars in the top 10 today, uh, I think that, you know, really solidified, uh, you know, some of the, the hype and the, the things that were being focused on on Friday that, that, you know, these guys have, have speed in the car and there was nothing, not last week, not this week that was, you know, 
um, getting them to victory lane other than a lot of hard work and, and great teamwork. We'll go Cam Cameron. Cameron Richardson, NASCAR.com. My question is for both of you. Uh, maybe the consensus over the last few years is that Byron's maybe the third or fourth guy on the team, but for him to start the season with two wins, you know, does that go to show that, yeah, he can carry the banner for Hendrick Motorsports? And um, what, what do you guys see in Byron that maybe you don't see in some of the other drivers? We have four capable teams and four capable drivers of carrying the banner any weekend. So it's pretty amazing. You know, we see it in different phases, you know, but, you know, in, in different different things affect, you know, race outcomes sometimes, you know, and the way certain drivers race and uh, what they're good at and good at qualifying or not and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, but you know, week in and week out, you, we see it. We have four capable drivers, four capable teams. So that's amazing, you know, but and then William, just he's the guy that he has gotten here mostly by being one of the, you know, the best at preparing during the week, you know, and then then you add the experience that he's starting to get over and over and over now, and, and you'll see, the, you know, the fruits of all of his hard work paying off. So that's that's what I'm super proud of him for. Yeah, and I'll just add to that, you know, I, it it's really, and I, you know, you can look at other driver crew chief combinations and teams over the years at, at Hendrick, but it, to me it's, especially in perspective I have now, it's just, really great to see a team mature, a team grow, a, a team evolve, and you see all the things that they're doing behind the scenes to get there. They didn't just show up at the racetrack and all of a sudden, bam, they clicked on it. These guys have had to work really hard to get there, and I just see a progression with, with William ever since he came to Hendrick. I mean, you got to remember how young he was, you know, coming in the Cup Series, so much to learn, and, and even young in racing in so many ways. And and then when, when you know, Rudy came to Hendrick, the instant uh, connection and chemistry between these two was, was so obvious, and it just took air, the whole team up to another notch. And, and I think now they're just building on that. So it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch and see. We'll go to Lee, and then to John, and then to Dustin. I've had two quick questions for you, Champ. First of all, Bowman's scoring four consecutive top tens. You have to be happy with the consistency you're seeing there. 100%. You know, and there's another, you know, Blake Harris coming on board and, um, you know, a, a, a new combination driver crew chief and to see them click as as early on as they have. And, and I think w one of the reasons why, um, you know, that worked and, and you know, um, kind of came to was because the confidence both Alex had in Blake and Blake had in, in, uh, in, in Alex. And so, you know, it's nice to see that it's paying off for them on the racetrack. And then Josh Berry, you were the first guy up to his car after he finished. And Alan said after his stage two, I can see things turning around. You're really gaining on it. What have you seen? You know, just it's a tough situation for him to be in, first of all. But just to be able to step in and in his second start in a Hendrick car get a top 10 is pretty solid. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with today's effort. And, and I was on the nine box most of the race. And it didn't start off so great. And, and so to see them just continue to work, you know, through changes on the car, changes of the track uh, conditions and, and just continue to, to push forward. And then, you know, he was he was mixing it up, man. And on those restarts, he was right in the middle, three and four wide. And I was a little bit nervous, you know, because uh, they're, they're pretty deep in points and needed a solid finish. And it was great to see Josh, you know, get that. And that's going to build his confidence. I, mean, I don't think anybody can – explain how difficult a situation this is i mean an xfinity car today could not be more opposite than what the cup car is throughout you know 
the history that I can that I can recall of those things being so different than they are today. So to get out of an Xfinity car and then hop into a Cup car that's so different, I think is a big tall task. I, I, we put him in a bad situation last week. But uh, this week, I, I saw him putting in the effort and the time, the sim, and with the team getting fitted in the seat and just you know doing his homework, and 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 it really showed up. Go ahead, John. Uh, John Harvin with the Circuit Journal. Uh, for Jeff, I just want to ask, what was the what was the process like in deciding to have Josh in the car, and then also having your buddy uh, Rodney Sandstorm <laughs> at Coda? What was that process like? Like who approached who about that? Well, I think Jeff Andrews touched on this this week you know we always and not always but I think maybe this really started a few years ago where you kind of you know have to have a backup plan because you know and it sort of started with COVID but but it's continued on since then of if something were to happen a driver could get sick a driver could get injured that you uh, you have something in place that can happen immediately because we've gone you know, down the path of not having a game plan, and it's really difficult to find somebody. Sometimes they're on their way home. They've already left the racetrack. You never know what it is. So, um, you know, have a relationship with JRM and with, you know, their drivers and, and having a backup plan in place. Um, you know, I think for, for – I don't know that Josh has ever really gotten an opportunity with Hendrick before. So, um, you know, that's that was a, a team decision, I think, a, a lot driven by Alan and, and who he thought would fit in with – their team and, and personality wise. And, and, you know, I, I think they're making the right decision as far as the road course. I think the road course just opened up the door for, you know, should we look at, at, you know, an option that is, is sort of a road racing option. And, and, you know, we, we feel confident in Josh and want to keep Josh in the car, um, you know, as much as possible. But um, we also, you know, had, had seen, I raced with, with Jordan Taylor and, and he's very talented and, you know, he's been in our garage 56 car showing a lot of speed. And so, um, you know, just the right timing and place to be able to pull that off. Go ahead, Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports, one for Rudy, one for Jeff. Uh, Rudy, how much of a threat did you guys consider Harvick uh, even on Friday? I know talking with Rodney, he kind of felt good and said, like, everybody's talking about the Hendrick cars. But if you looked at what happened in practice, latter part, you know, and he said, I like not being the focus. Yeah, I mean, we recognized him right away. I thought it was – I mean, we were doing all our comparing to the four and the five. So, um, you know, he he might not have felt it or people might not have been talking about him, but we knew. We were watching. So, and, and just I just felt like this was going to be his kind of race, right? He looked at those that long green flag round in stage three. You know, it's uh, – with no downforce, it was a bunch of dirt racers, Harvick uh, wrapping the bottom, and uh, and William being disciplined. Yeah, you know, wrapping the bottom. So, you know, the discipline, you know, for running running and being really good, which, you know, Kevin's amazing at, you know, and then a bunch of guys that aren't afraid to, you know, slip and slide and, and, and figure out where the grip's at. So, um, yeah, he, did, he they, did, they did great. He, he They've been good this year, so we're going to have to contend with them a lot. And, and, Jeff, just how much of a concern is having parts taken, just even if it's for further evaluation, especially in this era, where because of the single supplier issue that the penalties can be significantly more severe than maybe years past. I can tell you it was weighing on all of our minds, you know, coming into today and, and certainly um, will continue. I mean, I, we had some conversations, we'll continue to have conversations with NASCAR. Um, you know, this is 
every situation is sort of unique, but this one is a more unique one than I've seen in a while where there's been a lot of communication back and forth on this particular part, especially for this racetrack, um, you know, because they did a parity test in the wind tunnel. And so I think it, it really opened up the door for some miscommunication. And, you know, I don't want to go into any further than that, but, um, you know, we uh, will continue to, to just share all the facts and, and, and be transparent with NASCAR as we have so far. Are there any questions in the press box? No questions. Thank you. All right. We'll take one more question down here to the right for Jeff and Rudy, and we will let them go after that. Brendan Martin, the Lumberjack. Uh, this one's for both of you guys, uh, William and, and Rudy. The second year in a row that this 24 team is the, the first team with multiple wins. Last year, you got that second win in Martinsville. Now this year, much earlier in the season, you get it done at Phoenix. Just how important is it for you guys, especially now stacking up uh, playoff points that are so important later on in the year? How important is it uh, to sort of get this early start, and what can you do to sort of keep this consistency going uh, further down the line this season? Yeah, I think you got to. You got to get the wins while you're hot. You know, you got to capitalize, and I, we've done that. So super, super good. Um, you know, our focus is, is nothing different now. You know, hit the reset button, and uh, and how do we do it again? You know, so um, put the hard work in, do the you know, and, and every single day, and keep keep grinding. So that's uh, that's our focus. Yeah, I mean, I think last year, even though we won early, it wasn't we didn't really know the car or understand the car. So we were kind of just adapting to what we had, and we were just making the most of you know, an unpredictable situation with the entire field. Like everyone was, you know, there was a lot of attrition in the races and a lot of just weird things that were happening. And I feel like now it's strength on strength and it's just, it feels different. It feels like we're more consistently towards the front and, and we're leading laps. And we just, we're, we just want to focus on our processes during the week. I think our processes this week were kind of frustrating because we didn't really get to do the things we wanted to do, and everyone was a little tired, and we did that Charlotte test, and there was just a lot going on on the outside. So it was a little frustrating going into today, uh, but it's cool to see that we can you know, overcome those things and, uh, and still get a win. Jeff and Rudy, thank you. Congratulations. William, we'll go ahead and continue questions um, with you. We'll go ahead and start in the back. William, Chance Lancaster, Amarillo Motorsports Power Hour. We're over here. Sorry. Uh, what does it mean to you to continue to put the 24 in victory lane and carry that legacy on? Um, it's win number two. Just question. Yeah. Um, I mean, it. when I first started out, it was a lot of pressure. You know, I – going into my rookie year with uh, not having any cup starts. And I don't think you really understand the magnitude of that shift. You know, I think everyone prepares you for it from going from Xfinity to cup. But the level that this is, is just it's so different. So many details that go into it. So that was a lot of pressure. But I think once we got a win under our belt and once we kind of got some consistency going, you stop thinking about that and you start, start thinking about, okay, how can we just build this team into something that we want um, long term. So I think it's just cool to have a group of guys around me that we've really built from the ground up with Chad. And then when Rudy took over is, you know, brought a couple more people um, in that I was really comfortable with and trusted like my spotter. And, um, you know, it's just been a good progression. We'll come down here to Lee and then right here in the front. Can you just give us your assessment of the new car and, you know, how you felt it changed over last season? 
new new well, like aero package. Aero package. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, really difficult to drive. Um, I don't like from an objective standpoint. I know we were competitive, but like I didn't think it was. I didn't think we could pass any better. So there's still some work to do there um, with something going on just with how tight they get uh, in traffic. But I think. Um, I mean, yeah, they were certainly hard to drive. I think that's a good test to see who's the you know the best out there. I mean, Kyle's probably the most naturally talented, and I think that it you know it just shows like the guys were having to drive their cars and manage that, and uh, made for a really difficult challenge inside the race car. Just how many times I slipped, and how much slip was too much, and you know how much was enough to keep going fast. So that was that was a good challenge. It kind of put it, I think, put our car control on display. And can you take me through that last restart? You were on the high lane, and just all of a sudden, it just seemed to thrust forward. Did you get a good push from Reddick, or did you feel unstable when he got into the back of you? Can you kind of just yeah. talk a little bit about? Yeah, that? we um. So the restart, the launch went went well for me. Like I had a really good launch, uh, no wheel spin, and at that point, I was just focusing. Okay, how can I get through the gears? Um, how can I side draft Kyle? So when they all pull down to the apron, the outside guys that bit of a disadvantage because the distance so um just trying to stay as close as i could there and then it's just who can beat each other to the to the corner without hitting the wall so i mean we both got in there deep and we both were up the track um and he helped you know he held me really tight there uh you know through the middle one and two and and off at two and there was just enough grip up there and i think i was just far enough up on him that uh, i was able to keep stay in it and then we we're obviously dragged back and so i got that big push from uh, Tyler down the back stretch. So that was huge. I mean, he drilled me, but it was, I mean, we're not going that fast. So it was nice. And, um, that kind of got me out in some clean air. Mm -hmm. Uh, David Brandt from the Associated Press. You've, you've won two races now in remarkably similar fashion. I mean, was it, was it weird going through that light? Did it feel like deja vu out there? Or what? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't counting my, uh, blessings. I was kind of like, man, it went so good last week. I'm probably going to, end up crashing here so um just you know when you have that level of commitment and you know you have to on a green white checkered to to come out the other side you're either gonna it's either gonna go really good or not so um yeah i i don't love winning races that way it's very stressful it's a lot of tactics you know going on with the restarts but uh yeah it's fun i mean it's a good challenge for us because it you're all tired and you're all into that long run mode mentally and then you have to have a pit stop and you have to somehow reset and get into, okay, how do I get a good restart? We'll go to Jonathan and then a Wolfgang. Jonathan Vial, the racing experts, ESPN Radio Albuquerque. First of all, welcome back. Uh, second of all, um, looking ahead to November, uh, what were some things you learned today just that will benefit you in November? Um, I mean, the cars are going to change a tremendous amount, so I think that that I kind of keep in the back of my mind. But um, – as far as the balance goes, I thought we had the balance really good to start the race. I was sliding around a lot, but seemed to be sliding less than everybody else. And then uh, just when I got back in second, the dirty air is so significant. Like, I just started to get tight. And so I started to contribute my issues to that. Uh, and then we just got the back out of the track. And um, and then, yeah, we, try, we had to try something to try to close that gap. But it just seemed like there was kind of a bubble there. And, um, you know, as soon as I was kind of hung up in second, I just – focused on trying to be consistent. Maybe we get to lap traffic and something would happen. And, um, you know, just, I think overall throughout the race, there's still some work to do myself to just know what I need. And then, 
also managing the car. Like the brakes were kind of hot and um, I did a lot throughout the race messing with the brakes and I just got them too hot doing some stuff. So just need to work on some of those technique things. We'll go to Wolfgang and then to Bob. Uh, Wolfgang Monzer, Rennsport Press from Germany. You just said earlier the car is difficult to drive, was difficult to drive with the new aero package. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's for everybody in, in the NASCAR Cup Series. Is there a possibility you go maybe and have a meeting with a NASCAR technical department to make improvements or to launch proposals to make the car better? For yeah, for sure. I mean, we have meetings almost every weekend, and that's been a big thing since probably the middle of last year. We've started having meetings with NASCAR, and uh, it's been really productive. So, um, yeah, I definitely think we need to kind of objectively look at was this a better race or not. You know, that's that's really what it comes down to. And um, from my standpoint, I yeah, it tests me a lot more, but there's still some element that we got to figure out with the – you know, how tight the cars are. So I think, um, yeah, we'll keep working through that and, um, I'm open to anything, you know, I, I just want it to be, I just want us to have options as drivers, you know, I, I want it to be hard to drive, but I also want to be able to pass. I don't know. I just, I just do, I just kind of see what they bring to the track and, and adapt that week. But, uh, yeah. We'll go to Bob and then to Cameron. Bob Hawkers, Fox Sports. Um, was there much of a concern that you and Larson were going to wreck each other there on the last restart? Um, yeah, I mean, I in my situation, having a win and him not having a win yet, like I, I assumed he would be more aggressive. But my counter to that was, all right, I got to win. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, do whatever I can too. So it was kind of like it was a game of chicken a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of trust in Kyle. He's an amazing driver, and we've gotten to know each other off the track, I feel like we always communicate well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know how to answer that. I wasn't really thinking throughout through that situation. I was just kind of going wherever he was and trying to be a little bit better. Cameron Richardson, NASCAR.com. William, I asked Rudy and Jeff about, uh, you know, everyone in the Hendrick camp is, is, seems capable of carrying the banner. You know, you, Bowman, Elliott, and Larson, but – you know, maybe consensus in the past was that you were maybe the third or fourth guy because Elliot and Larson both won championships. But as the years go on, as you continue to mature, you know, do you, you know, you believe in that you're capable of carrying that banner, you know, and then start this year with two wins. You know, it's got to be some validation that, you know, you are maturing. And that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the people around me have always kind of helped me understand that I'm young. You know, my Max and my dad and um, just everyone – my dad especially, he's a big stats guy, so he's always looking at, you know, he's like, man, you're young, like, just give it some time, and I'm very impatient, so I, I like things to happen quick, so um, that's how it happened for me, you know, coming up through, but this level is so different, and took a lot of homework, you know, like, a lot of details, and um, really, you know, I think the fact that I started later than most driving um, was a little bit of a, it took some time to bridge that gap at this level uh now that gap is bridged obviously but um yeah i just feel like it's a constant like evolution and just trying to continue to get better are there any questions in the press box any last questions down here over here to the right hi william michael manny the lumberjack so you ran pretty much with Larson 1-2 you know, all week in Vegas last week, a lot of today as well. 
uh, two wins to start the year. What does that do for your, do you think, for your team's momentum and then just for your confidence heading into Atlanta and then the rest of the first half of the year? Yeah, I mean, um, I think Cliff and Rudy work really well together. So I think that's, you know, all the crew chiefs do, but Cliff and Rudy sit next to each other, you know, in the meetings. They spend a lot of time and they kind of came in the Cup Series at the same time. You know, Cliff was had one year on Rudy, but they kind of came in with a new driver, you know, new situation. So I feel like they get along really well. Uh, they're very different, but uh, but I feel like there's some camaraderie there. Um, and so it's not a surprise that we're both running well. I wouldn't be surprised either, though, if, if all four of us were, were running well. Everyone communicates really well. So um, I think in some ways Kyle and I's driving style maybe I try to adapt to whatever the setup is, and I think he kind of does the same. Are there any final questions? This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO. F.O.